0: Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Welcome to everyone to worship this morning, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. There are many announcements and upcoming events in your bulletin, so for the sake of time, I will highlight the ones for this week. There is a correction to our prayer requests. Dan Urbeck is coming home this Tuesday, so please pray for a smooth transition and recovery for him. A reminder to our church council members that our next monthly meeting will be tomorrow, Monday, October 7th, or 16th rather at 7 o'clock p.m. Please let Tom or any of the trustees know if you will be able to attend. Our next fellowship dinner will be this Wednesday, October 18th at 6.30 p.m. at Buckeye Jakes in West Alec. There is a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board in the fellowship hall. Please feel free to sign up so we know how many to reserve for. Our end gathering Sunday will be on November 19th this year. Starting today, we will be collecting and keeping all non-perishable food and personal items for display here at the church for that day, and then donating all items to camp. Camp is once more distributing boxes of extra food and personal items for Christmas this year. Starting today, in order to make sure that everyone has what they need to enjoy the holiday, our church family has been asked to provide 100 boxes of brownie mix for the Christmas boxes. Also, we are invited to collect and contribute men's size socks and gloves. All items are due at the church by Sunday, November 26. Boxes will be packed at camp on Monday, November 27th at 10 a.m. Volunteers are needed to help with packing. Please feel free to come to camp that morning if you are able to help. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Ronnie. Ronnie. Yes, we are still in need of pies for our fall dinner. If you would like to make a pie or two or five, please feel free to sign up on the, uh, on, on, on the sheets um, at the back of the sanctuary. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O oh Lord, our maker, redeemer, and comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake, amen. Mercy, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let their sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For only in you can we live in Lord, keep this nation under your care. And guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon the earth. Help Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Create in us clean hearts, O God. And sustain us with your Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Our Lord Jesus, you have endured the doubts and foolish questions of every generation. Forgive us for trying to be judge over you, and grant us the confident faith to acknowledge you as Lord. Amen. You may be seated. At this time, we'll have our children's message, and we invite the children to come forward.
1: The first lesson is a reading from the fifth chapter of Isaiah, which you will find on page 1065 and 66 in your few Bibles. I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones and planted it with choicest vines. He built a watchtower on it and cut out a winepress as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more could you have been done for my vineyard? than I have done for it when I look for good grapes why did it yield only bad now I will tell you what I'm going to do to my vineyard I will take away its hedge and it will be destroyed I will break down its wall and it will be trampled I will make it a wasteland neither pruned nor cultivated and briars and thorns will grow there I will command the clouds not to rain on it. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah and the garden of his delight. And he looked for justice, but saw bloodshed, for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. The reading of the first lesson. The second lesson is a reading from Paul's letter to the Church of Philippi, third chapter. You will found it find it on page 1829. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers, That, too, God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I have often told you before and now say again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. the reading of the second lesson.
0: Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter, beginning at the 33rd verse. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized his servants. They beat one, killed another, and stoned a third. Then he sent servants to them more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they replied and he will rent the vineyard to other tenants who will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone? The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A lot of the hymns and songs we sing actually have inspiring stories behind them that cause them to be written and passed down for generations, even to us today. And there is actually a powerful story behind the song we sang just a few moments ago. And despite the fact that the melody sounds like bluegrass or country, and it's usually played that way just like we did the tune is from that part of kentucky known as india now the reason is because the lyrics are actually the last words of a man named named Nokseng, who lived about 150 years ago in a village in what is now northeastern india and which was inhabited by the garo people missionaries from britain had preached the gospel in that area and many among the garo people and in that particular village had responded to the gospel by believing in Jesus as their Lord and Savior, turning from their old religion to a new one. This angered the village chief, who ordered everyone in the village to assemble in his presence. He then demanded to know who had adopted the new religion and ordered them to renounce their belief in Jesus or face death. Noxang, his wife and two children, then boldly stepped forward, and Noxang shouted out in front of the crowd, I have decided to follow Jesus. The chief was angry and ordered his archers to fire his arrows at Noxang's two children, which they did. The chief then said, You have lost both your children. Unless you give up your faith, you will lose your wife also. Noksang replied, Though none go with me, I still will follow. The chief became even more angry and ordered his archers to fire on noksang's wife, which they did. In a rage, the chief demanded that noksang give up being a Christian and spare his own life. Noksang responded, the world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back. At which point, the chief ordered his archers to fire on noksang and of course, they complied. Noxeng and his entire family died in front of the astounded chief and villagers but then something happened which can only be called a miracle the chief further astounded at the persistence and strong faith of noxeng and his family began to wonder how could someone who had lived and died two thousand years before in a faraway land inspire such loyalty and boldness to cause people to follow him even to the point of of losing everything and being willing to die. The chief said to himself, I too want a taste of that faith. At that moment, the chief experienced a change of heart and cried out in front of his villagers, I too belong to Jesus Christ. I too have decided to follow Jesus. The villagers, hearing the words of their chief, decided to go along with him and become Christians as well. It was because of the bold and unwavering persistence of one man and his family that one whole village, even a stubborn chief, who had only moments before been an enemy of Jesus, decided to become Christians and follow Jesus. Even today, the majority of the Garo people are still Christian, largely because of what happened that one day. Noksang and his family also demonstrated what Paul says in today's second reading from Philippians, which Pastor Marvin read for us just a few moments ago. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Noxing looked forward to the heavenly prize which was promised him by Jesus and was even willing to give up his life to experience that prize. Nothing else mattered to him and his family than following Jesus, even when faced with pressure to stop doing so, and nothing ought to stop us from doing the same. Jesus continues to be with us every day to love us, care for us, and help us in in our every need. He is always with us to sustain us and keep us going, even when things seem dark and uncertain. He never leaves us alone to fight our battles, but is always fighting for us on our side, bringing us victory. He has also promised that even though life may be difficult, we have a great reward, an eternal prize waiting for us, eternal life, which will be free from trouble, sickness, sadness, and struggle. But where we have to keep our eyes focused is forward. Yes, we have had hurts, moments of guilt and shame, and have made mistakes, but we can't let those keep us from following Jesus to the wonderful place he is leading us. By his death and resurrection, he has triumphed over our sins, guilt and shame, and all our hurts. He has won victory already, and so he is leading us to victory. But we are to keep being persistent and not let every, anything get in our way And certainly not let the past in any way keep us from moving forward persistently. As the saying goes, don't look back. You're not going that way. We are to continue to keep looking forward because God is propelling us forward. God has been keeping us going in a positive direction, especially in the past year. And as long as we continue to be persistent in trusting and following him, we will continue in this positive direction. As the old proverb says, the times change and we change with them. And we are definitely changing into positivity again. Ed Stetzer, one of the presenters at the LCMC annual gathering a couple weeks ago, pointed out that mentally, we've been living as the church in pandemic mode for the last three years. Even though COVID still remains with us, the pandemic has been officially over for quite some time and we can no longer claim the pandemic as the source of our issues. The biggest thing, however, that will cause us to become bogged down, there are a lot of things that, that, that can cause us to become bogged down, but the biggest thing is that if we keep looking back to the past, to how things used to be, and thinking that if we can somehow recreate the past and make, and make things how we thought they once were, then everything will be better. If we try to do so, however, any attempt to recreate the past will, end, will only end in futility, simply because the past no longer exists. The world has changed, and as we certainly experienced during the pandemic, It is impossible for us to remain completely unaffected by the world. How certain things used to be are no longer effective. And it is time for us to be listening both to God as well as the people we seek to reach and bring into our church family. To learn how we can both tell and show the love of Jesus to everyone and bring them to faith in him. Because everything we do and say as the church is to be about Jesus. Especially in this day and age, that is what is more effective. Having everything be about Jesus, and only Jesus, will bring people to faith and will give us new life and purpose as well. As another saying goes, your future needs you, your past doesn't. Or, more specifically, God needs us, to be in the future. He also needs us to keep open to what he reveals to us to be ways to reach others to follow him. Though we will continue to face struggles, we know God is with us and will resolve any struggles we have to deal with. He has already been removing distractions, obstacles, and roadblocks that would bog us down and is helping us keep following him. With Jesus as both our leader, and our main reason we do everything, we will continue to go in a good direction. So let us keep being persistent, not giving up, not looking back, not turning back. As we sang just a few moments ago, will you decide now to follow Jesus? Hopefully your answer is yes, because there is no other best way to go than forward with Jesus. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And now, together, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we receive the offering. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. In the power of the Spirit, let us pray to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for the world, the Church, and one another. Father, thank you for grafting us into your pleasant planting, your people Israel. Thank you for uniting us with your true vine, your dear Son Jesus. Make us abound with fruit of the Holy Spirit, to your glory, and for the nourishment of a people starved for your love. Lord, in your mercy. Thank you for making this congregation your own through Jesus Christ. Help us to count everything else as rubbish compared with the surpassing worth of knowing him as our Lord and Savior. Uproot from your church all malice, strife, division, and conflict. Defend it from those who would destroy it from within or ravage it from without. Make us Jesus' disciples, sharing his love and encouraging others to join us as we follow in the way of the cross. Lord, in your mercy. Give everyone entrusted with worldly power and authority a hunger for justice and a thirst for righteousness. Make them swift to build bridges of respect and concord and slow to brandish weapons of war. Fill them with wisdom, patience, fairness, and kindness. Spread these virtues among all people, so that bloodshed and injustice cease, and all people live in peace and call upon your name with joy. Lord, in your mercy, restore the lives of all who cry out to you in their distress of body, mind, or spirit. And we pray for the people of Israel and Gaza, and for an end to the war and conflict there, and for an end to war and violence in our lifetime and all those who we name silently in our hearts. in your mercy with gratitude and affection we entrust our faithful departed into your care especially dale Philibon. comfort those who mourn teach us to help one another through the sorrows and dangers of this life unite us with your dear son so that all so that with all whom you have redeemed by his cross and resurrection we may be welcomed into your pleasant planting your beloved vineyard there to rejoice in your presence forever. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. subscribe to The Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.